Hello and welcome. This is the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. This week's episode is titled Special Delivery. I'm not sure how you're tuning in, but if you've just come across this podcast, you can find it elsewhere too. You can download it and subscribe to it on all kinds of platforms, Podbean, Apple, Google, Audible, iHeart, and a whole lot of others. Or you can just hop out to my website, womaninspired.com and tune into it there. And here we go right into the segment I call pod quotes. Get a paper and pen or warm up your thumbs and open a note app on your phone so you can write down whatever it is that strikes you about these quotes and I don't know, makes you go, hmm, I love that. It makes me think. (laughs) This one, uh, the first one is a little long. So even if you don't catch the whole name to it, Google it. You can catch the, the, uh, I would say author's name, speaker's name, the person who wrote it. And uh, that might work for you as well. All right. This first one is by Aubrey, Aubrey Vaughn. She says, Jesus is a special delivery from heaven. A parcel of love being delivered to your home with your name on it for salvation and nothing in the world could stop the arrival of his love. Not the world, not Satan, not death, not hell, because it was signed, sealed, and delivered at Calvary. But one thing we have to do with a special delivery when it arrives on our doorstep is to sign for it and agree to receive it. That's a long one, but I really, I really do like it. All right, and then we have John 317. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Okay, so back a few years ago, I recall that as Christmas approached, I kept seeing all kinds of advertisements for free shipping, fast delivery, hand delivery, discounted wrapping, uh, fancy packaging. I also heard a lot of complaints about this free delivery, um, special wrapping, and all of the extra fees attached to it, and the not-so-fast service and the poor wrapping that came with the packages. And I experienced a bit of that myself in all the frenzy of holiday craziness because it was you got it, mid-COVID at the time. But as we all know, the 2021 Christmas season was filled with supply chain issues and employee shortages, and which strangely hasn't gone away now that I think of it. In, in some ways, though, it seems even worse now than it was then. But still, even knowing those things, I did have a few items back then that I ordered that ended up taking a long, long time to arrive. Some of them Some of them did not arrive on time. Um, And I could kind of understand it more easily during COVID. But I know some people who ordered things in 2023 and are still waiting three to six months later to receive them. (laughs) What the reason is now, I I don't really know. Uh, And speaking of, of mailing something... I went into the post office about a week before that Christmas um, in 2021 to send a package. And I already knew it might be a long shot for those packages that I was going to send to get delivered before Christmas because I kind of took my sweet old time getting around to it. But I took the chance and mailed them anyhow. And I was in a brain fog and kind of doing some slow moving that holiday season. I think a lot of us were in that position. We were kind of house crazy, right? Shack wacky. The world was turned upside down and things were funky at times. And we were, I was feeling a bit down then, feeling kind of heavy about some things. I look back now though and I think 
that maybe I got too serious about things for a while. I mean, I just did. Maybe we all did. And we still haven't pulled ourselves out of that funk yet here. And we're in 2024 already. It was been kind of a collective what in the world has happened to our lives, funk. Um, I mean, heck, the world is still in turmoil. I, I mean, we're on this third rock from the sun, and it seems like it's spinning out of control more and more now than it was even two years ago. And perhaps that good old reliable gravitational pull finally decided to pull itself away from us, and everyone's brain, brains are just sloshing around in our heads. Uh, sometimes I feel like that. <laughs> or perhaps it's evil that's just continually insinuating itself into our world a little bit more every single day. And we, the body of Christ, haven't used fully the power and the holiness that's within us to stand up to it more. We've gotten a bit lazy about it, I'm afraid. A missionary I know calls it spiritual slothfulness. We've gotten so used to having our spirituality and biblical truth handed to us in a pretty package with a bow on top and latte on the side, full font size, 155 points uh, in the scripture on the screen in front of us in church that so we can see it, you know, kind of glaring in our face that I think that a lot of us have forgotten how to open our Bibles and read for ourselves or forgotten how to pray without someone in you know, skinny jeans and a church shirt with bleached hair sticking out on top of their head, telling us what to say, how to say it, and spoon feed us a dose of weekly spirituality. Sorry if that sounds harsh, but I find it to be true. I mean, full confession here, I've been there too. I became lazy in my own spiritual growth and decided to take the easy way. I stopped taking my Bible to church because it was there. I mean, the words were there on the screen for me or printed in something. And even sometimes now I have to remind myself, take your Bible, Karen, take a, a, a piece of paper or a little tablet and a pen, because I've come to rely too much on what's put up on that screen. And while that's convenient for people and for the churches, it does still seem odd to me to see people in a church without a Bible. No Bible in the pews or under the chairs, no one carrying one in and out of the church with them, and people just looking up scripture on their apps. That's part of the problem, too, because in some ways, we should trust the staff, the clergy, the volunteers who put the scriptures on the screen and the the people who put the information on apps, but we should be flipping through pages ourselves, verifying that what we are seeing on a screen or being told is actually truthful, that it's accurate. I mean, not, these people aren't perfect, and some of them are purposely misleading. So many, many people end up blindly believing whatever is put in front of us. We will eat whatever we're fed, especially when we're hungry. That extends not just to the news and social media, but to church as well. And it's totally fine to have scripture on the screen. I'm not saying it's not. Goodness knows it's easier on the eyes. And it's great for people who don't remember their Bible or who even don't know how to flip through a Bible, especially if you're a new believer. It's fantastic. And it's great to be led in prayer and especially to be prayed over. But it doesn't take the place of picking up the Bible yourself and opening it up to study it, to read it, to learn it, to soak it in. And being led in prayer doesn't take the place of praying in your own right, communing with God in one-on-one conversation, and then hushing up to listen to him. But if that's all we do, 
is go for the prepackaged, ready to ship, processed and preserved spiritual meal that looks so beautiful all in one bundle, then our spiritual health will go downhill and our lives and our, our families, our communities, they suffer the consequences. And you may hear a preacher say that if you aren't in the church building every single Sunday, joining this activity or that activity throughout the week, volunteering for this thing or that thing, and you're not there on Wednesday nights and in some sort of class, that you're on shaky ground, that you're, you're among the weeds, that you're in the rocky soil, that you're lost. But that's not how we should define someone who is lost. That is not how someone can be determined to be fruitful or not fruitful. Bearing fruit means the seeds of the word of God are growing inside you. The on, the, that only happens with regular tending and consistency and making sure your heart and mind are open to what God teaches you. And you can learn those things directly from the Bible, and you should, but also through Bible study and movies and small groups, prayer, worship, quiet time, classes, and yes, through sermons in person, but also online, in a podcast, on a blog, whatever works for your life, your family, your work. Just make time for all of these things. Make them a part of your every week and, and every day schedule. If you're not doing them now, slow down and take time to, because the fruit you bear from all this will be amazing. The fruit won't look like someone who is religious, just somebody who just basically goes to the church every time it's open, signs up for everything, serves on everything. They might be a good person, but that's no guarantee that they're a godly person. So how someone looks on the outside, whether they look religious or not, whether they go whenever the door is open or not, does not make them a beautiful fruit bearing Christian. So no, the fruit will be of a spiritual nature and a physical nature sometimes too. Second Timothy 2.15 says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Do not be ashamed because you don't match up to what another human being says a Christian should look like and should do. So I encourage you to be humbled and get to know the word of God for yourself so you can follow it and, and know what the Lord wants you to act like. Know who you are in the Lord. Know how the Lord wants you to be and handle correctly the word of truth like it says in Second Timothy 2.15. Okay, when you refuse to constantly take grab and go f for the convenience faith that I've been talking about, it will show because where convenience faith, it's, it's laid all out for you. Just sit here, sign up here, go to this, go to that, repeat this, give money here and, and do all of this other stuff. The fruit will not turn out to be what it should be. It won't be beautiful fruit. In fact, people who do just that may not bear fruit at all. Your growth will not be what it could be. But when you dig in for yourself, which only you can do, for yourself and you till up the soil in your soul and you make your heart ready for the word of God and you follow where he leads you. You might not look like the part of a religious person, but the people you reach and the love you share and the way you let Jesus shine through you, the prayers you say, that will bear fruit. 
So I kind of let myself get off track a little there just a wee bit, but I did just give you a little serious uh, religious versus spiritual church versus body of Christ reality check thrown in there that I wasn't expecting to give you all for free too. Um, just it's, it's all free anyhow, never mind. Anyway, I have been fairly serious minded lately for you faithful listeners. You probably have noticed it and some have, some have definitely noticed it because I have received comments about how several of my podcasts the past few months have gotten, let's see, seriously deep, or as one person put it, uh, you left your bag of Snickers outside the podcast studio, <laughs> which I thought was clever wording because there's not much snickering going on in my episodes as of late. But, you know, sometimes that's the way the candy bar crumbles. I remind myself that there is a reason for everything and for every person under every person, other every person too, but every purpose under heaven. So I pray into every episode and I ask for God to lead me. Whatever the topic, I have faith. He will be faithful to show me. But as of right now, well, I do throw some humor in here and there. These recent episodes are, they're just not a comedy show. The only things that smack me right in the face lately seem to be of more of a serious nature. But this too shall pass, I am sure, because at heart I am a goofy person. So hang in there. Hopefully you won't give up on me just because the the Holy Spirit's guiding me to put a little more seriousness in my podcast right now. But for those of you who know me, you will not be surprised when I say that the serious ramblings and jogging around my brain as of late have not kept me from seeing the irony and humor in the everyday. In fact, I have some um, truth to share with you that I have come to embrace. And that is, as someone told me via a comment on one of my podcasts a while back, that I apparently have a gift for seeing the humor and the meaning in the little everyday things that most people overlook. And I thank you for that comment because I do see that it's true. I look at things in a very different way. Um, but so let me get back to my initial analogy and scenario that I started off with here. And that was going back to the post office excursion of a few years ago and straight into the daily humor and ironic situation. So when I went into the post office uh, and stood in the very long line to finally mail the packages that I wanted to mail for Christmas, I chatted with the person in front of me and the person behind me, which I'm sure you're shocked that I was social with someone. Um, but as I finally made my way up to the counter, I heard this really loud noise coming from somewhere behind the postal worker. I kind of tried to ignore it, but it was really loud and it happened again. So just as it happened the second time, another worker came up behind my postal worker and says, do you think he'll be okay back there? I I know nothing about them. And my postal worker says, oh yeah, he, he's just getting a little feisty. He'll be fine. He's going to be delivered in about 45 minutes, so it's fine. And then it happened again. That noise, a very loud, aggravated kind of a call. And I looked at the postal worker and asked, almost knowing the answer to my question already, is that a rooster I hear? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. She said, and I, and I asked my next question, oh my gosh, can you mail a rooster? And she said, yes, yes, you can. Well, I had no idea. And she said, well, it, it's special delivery. You can mail a rooster, a pig, a chicken, rabbit, frogs. The only thing you can't mail are really large animals or endangered animals and children. <laughs> and I thought, it's sad she had to specify that, but okay. And, and then I thought, wait, what? 
you can't mail children and you can't mail very large endangered animals, but can you mail a husband? Is that where mail order bride came in? You can mail a woman, a grandma, a pesky old neighbor you don't like, like mail them across the country. (laughs) I might like to ship someone sometime is what I was thinking. I'm joking sort of. Okay. Then I thought, well, thank God they draw a line somewhere, but how sad you can't mail an elephant. Cause wouldn't that be fun? And, and how sad I can't stick some people who aggravate me into a shipping box with a bit of food and some holes punched in the top and a handle with whatever kind of care you want tag on it and then ship them far, far away from me. (laughs) So yes, as I said, goofy thoughts, they come my way. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) And so, and I'm working on straightening them out, but I'm being transparent here. I mean, come on, who wouldn't like to ship someone far, far away from you? You know, maybe the smart mouth teenager who got your coffee in the morning or the rude full of herself girl at the checkout line at the retail store last week, or I don't know, a number of people in Washington, DC. But an even better question is who mails a rooster to someone else? Seriously. Was this a Christmas present? And how do you wrap it? I I about laughed my tail off when she said it was a special delivery because I'm thinking, you think? <laughs> how much more special can you get than delivering a rooster? And what does the postal worker do? Put the rooster in the mailbox? What if the people aren't home? Does it go between the screen door and the front door? Or do they sit in their car like they do at my house and throw the box onto the porch, hoping it actually gets to the door and and do they have to wait till after sunrise to deliver it so it doesn't wake everyone up I mean I bet that sounds great in the morning at the post office I I mean I was just so full of questions and no one to really ask them to because the line was really long and they wanted to get through the line you know help as many people as they could these are the types of goofy, crazy thoughts that entered my head at the post office that day. And, and after I left there, I turned the radio on and I heard someone say something about how disappointed they were in a package they received via special delivery. And I thought, oh yeah, I bet you didn't get a rooster. And <laughs> maybe you should let your loved ones know that you can get a rooster specially delivered to you. You can't get more special than that unless they actually would let you ship an elephant. But during the holidays, it's really more of a time to remember the gift that we got via the ultimate special delivery, and that's Jesus. Because the special delivery we had from God, giving us a Savior who was delivered to a fallen, hurting, and chaotic world, well, there's just nothing more special than that. That was the reminder I needed that Christmas and this past Christmas, because every Christmas since then, I remember that you can mail a rooster. And I think about special delivery and it reminds me the very special delivery that we got via a virgin who no doubt was shocked that she would be delivering a baby boy who would save the world. And I think about Mary and Joseph during the holidays, but usually more so afterwards, like now in the middle of January or February, that might sound backwards, but I think about the, what happened after Jesus was born. Here they had this unbelievable, amazing special delivery right into their family and into the world. Wise men came, people sought out the North Star and followed it to their little child. But what about all the after-party hoopla? After the guests had gone and the little cave of a stable had to be cleaned out and prepped for other animals and guests and they were able to get back on the donkeys and go back. What, What then? How long 
after you have a special delivery, does it continue to feel special? When you receive a gift, do you ooh and awe over it for years to come? Or do you get to where it's taken for granted and re-gifted and you give it to goodwill or you're stuck it in the back of a closet uh, so when you're 80 years old you can pull it out and cherish a memory or, or not recall it anymore because you can't remember hardly anything you know or so you toss it to the grandkids what about a special delivery like the birth of Jesus Christ because he was and is the ultimate gift that keeps on giving isn't he and we're supposed to re-gift him by the way we're supposed to pack him up we hold on to our part. We, we share them with somebody else. But here we are after putting our, our little nativity sets out and then boxing them back up a few weeks ago to welcome a new year, setting our new year goals or resolutions in place, maybe even already planning your, your 2024 vacation. Are you remembering that special delivery? Are you taking Jesus into the new year with you? Or leaving him in the box with the nativity set and for another 340 days when you'll pull him back out and ooh and awe over him again? Are you allowing yourself to take special delivery of what he has to offer you every single day? Will you bring your Bible back out of the pretty case it has or off the shelf in the spare room and start taking it with you on Sundays to church if you don't do it already? Will you use that highlighter that hasn't quite dried up yet so that you can highlight things and, and study? Will you stand in your living room with your family or friends and take the lead to say, hey, we need to pray every day, not just on Sundays at church or Sundays when someone else is leading us. Will you take the time to make sure that whether your behind is in a pew or not each week, that your heart and mind are in the word and walking with Jesus every single day of the week? I have committed myself to not a New Year's resolution, but, it, but to a renewed year of accepting the special delivery given to me in the gift of Jesus Christ, not just at Christmas, but every single day, and accept the anointing of the Holy Spirit to empower my life, to give and receive truth at all costs, to embrace love and peace and let it wash over me and flow from the inside out and to deliver God's love in the best way I know how every single day. We're told to abide in him, not just hang out with the idea of him during appointed holidays or in a church setting on Sundays. John 12, 4 says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And Romans three twenty three says that all have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us, not just you, not just me, not just that person who cut your car off and flipped you off on the interstate. All of us, not just your ex-husband or your family member who hurt you. We all have fallen short in different ways. But because the special delivery of Jesus Christ, that was very real, that is still here today, that is a gift to us that we're supposed to re-gift, it has literally delivered us and allowed us to be made new. We get a chance every single day to be made new in Him and to be renewed, to get up and do it all again, but only better than we did yesterday if we try hard enough and we lean on Him and we seek Him for strength and guidance to do so. And when we don't, that special delivery gives us grace and unmerited favor.
He gives us forgiveness and the opportunity to stretch ourselves and to grow to be more like him every single day, to be more in the word, to not just rely on someone else telling us what is what, but to know what is what for ourselves, to know him for ourselves, not just hear about who he is, but to know him. But we have to choose to do that for ourselves. We can't just rely on some prepackaged convenience, spiritual food that someone else puts all together for us. We have to make it. We have to make that meal. We have to lay it out in front of us. Grab that Bible. Grab that highlighter. Take that quiet time. Pray. Have that full feast that's made just for each one of us. Not prepackaged and put together. Relying that it's all going to be exactly the way it's supposed to be at church. In a building. Online. Whatever it is. You need to know it. For yourself, go see it, hear people witness, hear sermons, read the sermons, listen to the music. But you need to know him and choose him for yourself. Understand what the special delivery was about for you, for yourself. Not rely on someone else to just tell you about it. There's a difference between knowing about God. And knowing God. Again, he gives us forgiveness and the opportunity to stretch and grow ourselves every single day and to be more like him. I praise him for that. And I pray that neither you nor I take that kind of special delivery for granted. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Woman Inspired Podcast. For more info about this podcast and how to schedule me to speak at your next event, go to womaninspired.com. 